Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you like music and you like podcasts and you like to laugh and you like to learn, you need to immediately subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we dive deep into the story and back catalog of a one hit wonder band or artist. From there, we have a good healthy discussion as to whether they brought the one hit thunder or were nothing more than a one hit wonder. We have a huge back catalog and we've done episodes on everything from Don't Worry, Be Happy and the Macarena to King of Wishful Thinking and Cumbersome. I promise you're going to love the show more than Jaquan loved getting tipsy and even more than Bobby Boris Pickett loved making alternate versions of the Monster Match. Subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your podcasts. Aha! Hello, everybody. Welcome to my living room. Um, sorry to interrupt here, but I just got my pirate satellite transmitter hooked up and uh, I just wanted to try it out for a little while. So from now on, we're going to be playing the videos that I want to watch. So just sit back and relax, because this is LTV. All right, Matt, we have just finished breaking down all of in 3d and after this album came out a tradition that lasted for close to 10 years maybe even more than 10 years honestly was unleashed upon the world uh and that was owl tv which he did twice before the dare to be stupid album came out yeah and i think to break down something that is just filled with some of the strangest most abstract (laughs) sketch comedy imaginable there was only one person that we could possibly bring on this show to join us. Yeah. Patrick of Smosh. Thank you so much for joining Hi. us over here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so thrilled. I can't tell you how big an honor this is. I'm I have such a deep, deep love and affinity for Weird Al. It's I'm thrilled. I can't wait. I have seen highlight reels of Al TV stuff and there's like two or three moments out of these two episodes that like distinctly I know I've seen a million times. Yeah. I was not prepared for how crazy these were going to be. <laughs> I was texting Matthew earlier and was like this thing is either just home runs or whiffs with no middle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was shocking. I was yeah, I, I finished watching this like seconds before we started recording this cuz it was like it was longer than I thought it was actually the two together. I mean, it's on YouTube, so for people listening to this, you can look this up on YouTube. We did note that 
it seems like a section of episode two is missing. Um, I'm assuming it got pulled for copyrights. I'm yeah, sure there was like, like an audio clip whoever, or whoever put this up on YouTube was smart enough to cut the music portions out of the uh, episodes. So generally, there's no copyright uh, flags. But uh, it seems like some part is missing. But even still with that, even with the videos removed, I don't know how much like each episode is like... They're about 45 like, minutes. About 45 <laughs> minutes each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right about an hour. Yeah. Uh oh. I'm getting yeah. a phone call. Uh oh. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> just kidding. Well, that wraps up LTV. <laughs> uh, so, so the first one makes sense, right? The first one debuts April Fool's Day, 1984. Yes. I did watch it. was April Fool's Day. I didn't notice yeah. that at first, but then I saw. Yeah, like let's give Al the airwaves for I believe about three out uh, three hours ish with commercials and music videos. Yeah. Um, first big chuckle out of me was just him doing the rocket sounds as they played the footage of the first like the the launch that is infamously the MTV kickoff yeah. thing. Just the noise that he's making and yeah, it's. it's just the music choices and sound effect choices alone in these are absolutely brilliant. It's incredible. Now they, they play that rocket like seven times in the videos that we yeah. watched. So at a certain point, I was skipping a little bit. But you guys are the official historians of Weird Al currently, right? You guys are like the you you know everything. Oh, I'm not ready to take that title yet. Point. Yeah. But when the song. podcast is over, <laughs> yes, this is it. This is you guys going to be the ones. Yeah. yeah. So he's what is his age? Is he like 24 here? He's definitely young as hell. I'm I think thinking. I did a little bit of math. I think he's either 23 or 24, which is so cool to me that it, it feels like a 24 year old was given a television show. Is what this feels like, and like you knowing know, that it's Weird Al is cool. I think you you're know right. What? I just did the math myself. I think he was 24. The yeah, tone awesome. that this reminded me of was when I was a kid. I loved watching E talk soup back when it was the John Henson years, mm. where there was no live audience. And it was just the awkwardness of him telling these jokes, and you would like maybe hear the cameraman and lighting guys chuckling a little bit, right, but like, right, right, yeah. It just felt so lo-fi and like not what you're used to seeing when you see comedy being performed on television because it's yeah usually like a live studio audience at that time or like something. It's it's SNL, it's Mad TV, like it's in front of something. So for there to just be this abstract weird comedy with silence behind it the yes. whole time is so jarringly it's, weird it's so great it, yeah it feels very off the cuff which i mean he's presenting it like it's off the cuff like i love like in the first episode i had not seen before i don't think the setup that he literally has hacked mtv yes. with his fake satellite thing like a pirate totally. radio system and he has like hacked into their broadcast and then as a result it is like him sitting at his table just being like oh yeah so uh i don't know what do we should what should we watch like his yeah. one line it's, is it's he really just goes wild to see it's he funny. goes boy that sure was a video there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i did love the fact that it's clear in certain moments he knew what video was before but in other moments he was just like uh, yeah. yeah like any sort of generic thing like oh well Absolutely. thank you for that video I also, I mean, I, I feel like it, it definitely felt like off the cuff and very like loose. It felt like any bit goes, but it felt like he sat down and was like, I have to plan an hour where I'm talking to the camera. Like that was a yeah, lot of yeah. jokes and a lot of segments that he made. Like, and he has a hamster and he has props and he has that, um, uh, that TV that he, the, like the manual TV with the news where instead Dude. of a screen, oh, it's yeah, like so paper good. and like it, so it screws good. up a bunch of times. Dude, the, <laughs> that was when they were struggling to get 
the it was the Abba and Costello bit. Yes. They were struggling to get the sheet into the shot. And it's such a great the the some of the wordplay in this is so good. Uh in uh, specifically focusing on the first one right now. Um for the, there was two big word plays that killed me in this during his news segments. The one the one was about the Barbara Streisand movie about a bear that wants to come uh, become a Jew, and it was called Yentel Ben. Yentel Ben, yeah, I wrote that me. down. I really like I like that a lot too. <laughs> I love and then, ben. <laughs> and then the Elvis Costello Abba tour, the Abba and Costello tour, but they're yes. not sure who's gonna play first just yet. Like I was like, insane, so good, just like rapid so fire one liners and puns. I would, for what it's worth, I would without a doubt go to that show. That's oh, a great double bill. That's down. like, I, he's making it like a joke. I feel like that that would be a ridiculous tour, but I'm like, sign Especially me up. Especially in please. 84. I am into it. Oh my God. Yeah, you're getting oh all God. the hits of Costello and none of the like latter years. <laughs> like, I'll even take Elvis Costello and the ABBA holograms on tour. If that's what I, it takes 1, at this point, I'll, whatever it takes, I'll take it. <laughs> and Patrick, I have holograms. to point out <laughs> you, you mentioned that there was a hamster. That wasn't just any hamster, sir. That oh, was no. the debut of Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I audibly gasped to myself I alone did. in my living room. I was like, oh my God, that's the first sighting of Harvey. That's incredible. When, when he said, one. I have a hamster here, I started, it's the only thing in my notes that is in all caps, debut of Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Because <laughs> he's in, uh, Harvey the Hamster is in uh, UHF too, right? I don't know if he made it to UHF, but he was a main character on the Al TV show from the 90s, and he wrote a song about him on the Al Palooza record, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the Weird Al yeah. show. Wow. Yes. It's weird, because they are similar, but they are, like, it's it's two different. Uh, Al TV is this, which is, like, the music video thing, and then the right. Weird Al show came later. Weird I have show. Right. no clue when we get to the late 90s, uh, and we hit the era that that show aired on, like... Yeah. I don't know if I have it in me to watch the entire run of that show, but maybe we'll just do like a, a history of. The, It'll be interesting. <laughs> the Weird I don't know. Al show. I mean, I, I actually, I don't. To be honest, I don't even know how many episodes of Weird Al show ran. I, I, I know I've seen be a more lot than of two it, seasons. But, right. Like, yeah, there was no not. way it was more than two seasons, so it couldn't have been too yeah. long. But, um, so he does a couple giveaways. The first one he does is the Weird Al's Lost Weekend getaway, yeah. uh, <laughs> which is that he will basically kidnap you and drop you in the desert where you will be lost for a weekend trying to find your way home. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Years ago, this is like potentially a huge tangent, but we're not going to we're not going to go down it. I'm not going to we're, we're going to be tempted to, but we're going to ignore it. Years ago, I used to do this like really intense like full contact haunted house where you had to sign a waiver first and people would like throw bags over your head and push you into closets and stuff. And Al's description of his lost weekend really reminded me of that. <laughs> Of did like you work at McKinley like, Mansion? What the hell are you no, talking No, not McKinley about? Manor. I did Blackout. I, okay. Blackout. Oh. Blackout. I, I did yeah, Blackout. I know Blackout. I could do a whole other I, podcast just talking about yeah, Blackout. I, I was going to say, I, I went to one of those, uh, like two immersive haunted houses called The 17 Door in Tustin. Did you ever go to that one? No. They like rubbed like a fetal pig on my face. It was like <laughs> That was like, and I have yeah. a group text. I don't talk to those people anymore, but every now and then somebody texts that group and says, it was a dead baby pig. And that's all we say to each other every like year. Because <laughs> we're still traumatized those, from it. Yeah, those those events are insane. But then I thought like watching Al pitch it, I'm like, he was ahead of his time. He didn't really, there actually is a market for this type of thing. People are interested. They want There's to be abandoned in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. He there was, are, there, he, it's true. Yeah. 
him hitting the like conspiracy theory stuff to me. Oh my god! I mean, that was already happening in the eighties, but it felt very like of the now. Like it felt like yeah. very real and relevant in a weird way. Can yeah. we? Yeah, I know I'm totally. jumping ahead, but since we're talking about giveaways, can we talk about possibly the joke that aged the worst in this entire bit? which is when he's talking about the requirements for the Owl's one-night stand, and he starts with, applicants must be 12 years or older. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I could feel the gust of wind from that whiff. That yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I mean, well, so all of this stuff, I mean, it is shocking now to watch this and, and see him making so many, jo- like, essentially, like, sex jokes about like he has the joke about like send me your fan mail and he takes out a Polaroid that is he says is a, a woman topless. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, the competition for like best breasts was last week. Sorry, but I'll hang on to this and puts it in his pocket. Like right. I, I had seen portions of this before, but I have never seen so much of him delivering that kind of material. It's just yeah. so oh, it's- wild to see him be so, um, I mean, for him, as edgy as I have ever seen him. And yeah, I'm this assuming is the that most that has a lot to do with MTV. I, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I'm assuming that has a lot to do with 80s MTV, where MTV at the time was so like we are pushing the envelope, we want to be at the cutting edge of of all of this stuff, and he was fitting in in his own way as best he could. I don't, you know, this is the nature of comedy. We've talked about it before. We will talk about it again. <laughs> that some of these things just do not age well. Some things age really right. well. Some things don't. And a lot of this type of stuff is really wild to hear him say. <laughs> yeah, it it he does such a course correct in the later years. I mean, he yeah. he goes so absurd and stays absurd and stays jokey. And that's why that's why to me it's like he's a 24-year-old. This feels like a a college show to me. This is yes. him like finding his voice and like playing around. And that's why I'm fascinated by it because I want to see that's what I'm obsessed with is like seeing people before they have their voice. Like I love totally, seeing totally, yes. somebody who doesn't quite know where they are and they're, they're doing sticking. Like one of my things that I, my side things is I, uh, I'm, a, uh, I've hosted a podcast similar to this podcast about Jimmy Buffett for about seven years. And I dove Ooh. really hard into Jimmy Buffett and I like yeah. looked into everything and, and that actually ended up getting me a job on radio Margaritaville. And I'm a DJ on that as well. Friday nights. Nice. Come check me out. Wow. But it's, but that's the kind of person that like he really took a long time to find his, like what he did did and you like yeah. there's a lot of experimenting and stuff but he's the same way al is like incredible in that regard because he he clearly finds what sticks and he follows that from here into the next thing but it's yeah. it's cool because like yeah, yeah that didn't work and he leaves it and then he goes with whatever he's doing and he keeps keeps on with harvey which is clear. yeah <laughs> well because like you know patrick you obviously are more ingrained in the comedy world than matt and i are but i think that Matt and I are both big lovers of comedy. Yeah. And I mean, that's nothing more than like totally. listening to your favorite comedian's first open mic nights. It's they're figuring it out still. Exactly. And this is oh, only a yeah. year and a half into him having any ounce of fame. He's still figuring out what is weird out and also like what is his personal ethos about what he's doing. I talk about the one podcast I've been doing for eight years now, the horror movie night. I was just at a horror convention handing out cards and we made these little horror movie trading cards. Every year we make a new set of them that are like, here's six movies that we covered this year that you should start at. And part of it is like, don't start on our first two years when we were like dudes fresh off of Reddit that just thought right. that we had the edgiest humor in the yeah, world yeah, before yeah. before we saw how fucked up people are treated in real life and realized yeah. like maybe like punching down isn't the ideal way to do comedy right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Truly. 
I mean, there's so many people that have the luxury too of their early years are not recorded. Not nowadays anymore. Yeah. Like, I mean, everybody has their early stuff online forever, which is uh, a curse. But it's funny that Al, like, this is essentially scrubbed, except for somebody who had a really lucky VHS tape that he put on on YouTube and was, was smart say, enough to keep the copyright out. I was going to say exactly that. When we started watching it, the first thing I thought, I'm like, wow, I cannot believe this only exists in such low quality. But then as it played, I was like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> now I understand. This is not like, there are portions of this. And like you, Matt, I think I had seen like a best of moments of Al TV over the years because you can consolidate it down to some of these, like the finer moments. And again, as this goes on, he starts to hit, especially in the later years, some real like critical, like very, very popular things he has done in this right. context. But in this time period, yeah, I mean, a lot of this is... I mean, I'm sure if you were Al and MTV was like, we want to re-release Al TV, you'd be like, that's okay. You don't yeah. have to. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think one the of the, no. the most, I, I would say the most iconic moment from the first episode is the toast. Like I've seen that clip a thousand times where he pops out the toast that has his yeah. name burned in it and starts singing like the MTV notes as he's using yeah, cheese yeah, yeah. whiz to spray the TV onto it. Like, that's such a simple bit. But that, again, like you were saying, Patrick, like that feels like in the moment, he's like, can we get a piece of toast and put my name in it? And I'll just like do this thing real quick. Like, yeah, you can almost tell what was the written punny stuff and what was the yeah. just like throwing shit at the wall and deciding if it was going to be funny enough. Or Absolutely. Not. And I know we'll get to it, but like the Boy George thing, that's the thing that I'd seen um, yeah. b- mm. uh, before this, before I watched this. And these, the out of context interviews are clearly yeah. like. And I would love to know if other people had done those up to this point or if those were like, a, if that was a thing that he really thought of because it, so, it became a calling card for him in TV. Yeah, stuff. that's a great question. You're right. I don't know. I feel like I have never seen anyone else do this, at least not before Al. But no, 84. The, 84 no, feels the, early for that bit. It really does. The only thing that I can think of, and it's not exactly the same, would probably be like Dickie Goodman. Right, like mm. Dickie Goodman doing those like Mr. Jaws records yeah. where it's like he's doing an interview and it's all samples yeah. from famous songs as the responses. We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? Darn, oh my! And what did she say when you grabbed her? Please, Mr. Please. I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How sweet it is. Mr. Jaws, before you swim out to sea, have you anything else to say? Which he does a little bit of that, actually. I The Boy George interview is strictly okay in my book in yeah. this one. But what I felt was more of a precursor to what his interview edits would eventually become is him asking Billy Idol who his favorite uh, stooge is, and it cuts to him doing the mo, mo, mo. Mo, mo, mo. I love that. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. oh, that's good. Yeah, that, that is <laughs> very good. like, yeah, that, that was something he filed away and went back to a bunch that of times. Good. Yeah, No, it is true, because you're right. It's a good point. These two episodes, the first one is Boy George, and then the second one is Adam Ant. Right. Which I think the Adam Ant one has better bits in it, though. It has the better Adam bits, does. but you can, you can definitely tell in both of these that this is like... I, it's one of those again it's a proof of concept kind of like he's trying it out he, this is clearly a good idea and I think he knows but boy do these get so much funnier and yes. better as they go along down there like these are almost too straight in so many ways like yeah. they're, right. they're, he's almost not being absurd enough with the concept in these like I, I, the adamant one is funnier and it's wild to me that he did adamant like there's there's a lot of references in these as well that blow my mind just because of yes. the time period like it's yeah, crazy yeah. hearing Al talk about very 80s specific things that does not get 
you know, that do not get mentioned so much anymore, like yeah. Adam Ant or Marshall Crenshaw. And like, yeah, well, it's, so it's let's wild. let's let's wrap up uh, episode one real quick. Um, the only other thing that I had written down, it's a classic bit. It's definitely not something Al created, but it's one that will always make me laugh. Is the whole uh, Michael Jackson video premiere bit where it's just him slowly just damaging this <laughs> this footage. Trying that. to get it to play, it's like it's so classically funny. <laughs> like, yeah, that that is great. I mean, you you see it coming a mile away, but it's still very satisfying to watch. Like here we have the one copy they sent us to premiere, <laughs> and of course he drops it, and while trying to fix it, for some reason he's eating pizza simultaneously. Love but I loved the 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 agent doing the music video. That's well, that's, in, that's in part two. Oh, is that episode we'll two? Get, okay, oh my god, okay. we'll get into that. that. I mean, we got to get to that, but that's gold. okay. That's melded together. Um, okay, great. An- another uh, uh, reference. Uh, the thing that made me laugh the most in episode one was, I think it's a shot from the owner of a Lonely Heart video, which also, side note, I thought was interesting that he references that, and then that appears in a polka on the his next, next year, record. Yeah. Oh, yes. He winds up putting that into a polka. He also makes the girls just want to have a uh, fun joke. Yes, which there's is, a few uh, references here of things that then come down later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's funny. But I think it's that video where it's someone sliding down a ladder like that happens in the video and he was like, oh, yeah. we have an outtake. Like apparently on the first take, um, they didn't like grease the ladder properly and it cuts to him doing it again and he just, the, the sound effect laid in on top of him just going, ah! Like screaming <laughs> in pain while sliding down the ladder. Like that got a genuine LOL out of me. Really I, I loved funny. that. I even laughed at the, I don't even know what the David Bowie music video is he's talking about, but it's like, oh, look at him getting those uh, fashion critics in there. And he just like dubs in the sound as they're like stomping on stuff being like, ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was so Yeah, funny. all the wacky sound effects on top of the videos are just, all of those are so good. <laughs> He did a bit in each episode where he goes, I love that thing. And it's like well, the first episode is where he's like the guy doing this on his arm. Oh, yeah. The, like, Play the, that again. Like he's obsessed with something that is meaningless. I actually wrote down for part two. Man, he's already repeating a lot of bits. Yes, <laughs> like, there's a lot of bits repeat in episode two. But yeah. I do love that so much. Can we watch it again? Can we watch it? Uh, they're telling me we got to move on. <laughs> like, again, that's great, 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 great comedy. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. Join myself, Derek Krenevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on Geekscape.net. So a little bit of a wizard behind the curtain for the people listening to Weird Algorithm. Uh, in my original plan, we were going to do Al TV Volume 1, and then we were going to talk about a deep-cut, hard-to-find Weird Al track, and then we would do Volume 2. And the deep-cut Al track, according to the Al Wikipedia, was a song called I Guess That's Why They Call It The, Bl- the Zoo, which was a parody of I Guess That's Why They Call It The Blues. Then I came to find out that this deep-cut Al track is that he is saying just that line with no additional lyrics at concerts. So, so here is my one second mention that apparently, according to Weird Al's Wikipedia pages, there's a song called I Guess That's Why They Call It The Zoo that was important enough to get its own Wait, page. He, he just did that? He didn't like name a single zoo animal or nope. anything? Nope. Wow. <laughs> 
So now that that's all right. out of the way, Al TV number two. Oh wait, Patrick, wait, wait. I'm we, sorry. I have one more no- oh. one more note about episode one. Um, there's that brief moment where he brings out the manualist, the guy who does the hand farts. Yes. Mm. Who I think is the actual guy who does it on his records. I, I think don't so too, know his yeah. name. I feel like I should, but he is definitely the same guy who pops up many years later in the music video for Headline News. Okay. Mm. Then, yeah, it's probably he, that, his guy. That is the first time I have seen him in any of these things. He's appeared on records. Again, I'm assuming it's the same guy, but I, as soon as I saw his face, suddenly I had a flashback to that video. I'm like, oh, my God, that is definitely wow. the same dude. I um, tried really I sh- hard to find who these actors were. I, I, I would like did a big IMDb dive, and I could not find yeah, a lot of these people. Uh, this is going into episode two a little bit, but the person who pops up who says his name is Mr. Ferguson... Mm-hmm. Who who just screams like a maniac at the camera? He's like, "It's me, Mr. Right. Ferguson." He just kind of yells like a lunatic. He's and like, goes "Naked away. ladies, ha ha ha!" Naked ladies, ah! Like he looked. The first thing I thought, because his face is painted a little bit, he looked like Tom Kenny. I yeah. guess I, I thought he was that for a second too. Yeah, but for a second I was like, "Holy shit!" Did Al get Tom Kenny in the '80s <laughs> yeah. to do this? Because it's not impossible. Wouldn't have been crazy. No, but and, and I, I'm pretty the sure it's did, not him. The commercial for cigarettes, too, I thought was yeah. Tom Kenny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We also, I mean, we'll brush past it real quick, but in episode one, there's a bunch of different coffee commercials that remind me how, as a child, I really thought coffee affected people much differently than it actually turns out to affect people. Yeah, it, it, it was funny. It does seem like Al did not like coffee at this point. He is really, like, taking... <laughs> coffee drinkers are uh, taking a beating in this episode. So... Episode two, we got to dive into it because Patrick already called it out. This state of shock music video, it's so long, but so <laughs> funny for all like three and a half minutes. Honestly, without crazy. a doubt, the best laugh I had of the entire time watching this. <laughs> it's, so, is, it's a full oh, sketch. Oh my God. The setup of him being like, we have the video and then it cuts to the guy. I honestly thought that the YouTube stream I was watching had an old commercial still edited in. <laughs> Because it's this guy talking on the phone, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I got to go. And he puts the phone down, and he just starts singing State of Shock while doing his own. (laughs) They told me I should read this letter before I play it. Dear Al, hope you enjoy the new State of Shock video. We here at Epic Records consider it a great privilege that you are world premiering it on Al TV. We did have a problem, however. We couldn't get Mick Jagger or Michael Jackson to appear in the video. But we wanted a video real bad, so we just did the best we could. Here's truly Harvey Leeds Epic Records. You gotta be mine. Da 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 da. You're just so fine. Da 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 da. I like your style. Da 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 da. It makes me wild. Da 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 da. And then, as soon as he does that, the Chiron appears at the bottom corner. Since the video, like that is what's his name? What what did the agent say? Harvey Leeds. Harvey Leeds. It was so, I was like, I cannot believe this is still on. Like, like in any other circumstance, they would get to the first chorus and then that would be the end of it. But they do 
the whole song, single shot, no cuts. No cuts. Smoke he coming starts out of the drum beat. Yeah, he yeah. starts the drum beat at one point, and then the smoke machine turns on, and then the lights <laughs> kind of go to red. It's like they forgot, like they're making the video as it goes. Honestly, for people watching this, like it, you have to watch that. For for That's if you're w- gonna watch any part of this, that is so so good. I God, I know best. that we've talked about this before on this show, Matt, but like that moment. That specific moment, I could imagine in New York City, like a young Thomas Lennon, Ken Marino, Michael Showalter, all watching that and being like, that's what sketch comedy is. And like, Uh, honestly, a decade later, getting to do the state and just being like, this is what we want to do. We want to do what Al TV has been doing for the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) it, it is amazing how like absurdist and oddball these little sketch comedy moments he is making are in this like yeah. it, it's really really something that one is crazy because again obviously saturday night live existed at this point it's not like there was no there there is sketch comedy out there in the world but this is really absurd and really yeah. really far out there like it has more in common with like you just said things like the state or mr show or right. any of that kind of stuff that came years later and it takes a step away from his voice in a way which is i always see his his voice is like a direct one-to-one parody it's like this is yes. al's version of mtv this is al's version of you know like uh whatever like like Madonna, a virgin Nirvana. you know what i mean like yeah. it's everything yeah. it's like it's al's like so it's like this one was like a, a a a lead up with a premise and a build to it that was like very specifically like a comedy sketch yeah it was a well, departure expe- from what he does which I thought was especially because cool. so much of it even when he's throwing to other people, it still is Al's voice. You know, like yeah. he'll play a cassette tape and he's like, oh, here's like a rare recording of the audition of a thing. But it's right. just Al's voice on the tape. Like this is right. legitimately, he came up with an idea and assigned someone else to film it for him. Totally, <laughs> like, totally. totally, yeah. Um, I mean, it, and, it, it and almost that sucks sense- that it's so early because it makes the next like 30 minutes hard to even compare it to. <laughs> it does, it's yeah. such it a peak. <laughs> It does. But I was going to say, watching this also, like, you really, at least when I was watching it, I was like, this really does now feel like the prototype for what became UHF. I mean, he is, the way that he's hitting these little sketches and bringing in people, like, that bit with him making the music video is so UHF. It's so easy to envision, like, oh, we're going to cut to this guy, and it's someone doing some ridiculous bit, just apropos of nothing. And then it's back to Al, like, okay, great. Well, thanks for that. Like, that's so, exactly. like, it was wild to see. I didn't, I never yeah. thought of it through that lens before this. Speaking yeah. of the UHF thing, the other thing I wrote down is that this does the Weird Al When Doves Cry parody f- five years before the UHF music video, yes. but nails it even better because it's that long buildup and then the immediate music drop as he takes the robe and just goes, thank you. <laughs> like, completely killing the tension. It's I loved so, that. That was so funny. So, yeah. I felt like part two had points that were so much better than part one, but I feel like I also took way less notes than I mm-hmm. did for part two. Yeah, like you said, it hits a lot of the same beats, so it does a lot of the same bits as the first one does, um, but it he, does most he, of them a little bit better. He, I'm curious to see how many Al TVs he does the same Jerry Lewis joke. The same oh, Jerry that's Lewis. What I, was I love wow, the Jerry wow, Lewis nice joke. lady. Like I want that to be still <laughs> happening in the 90s. Like I want us to be like just constantly so. getting that to the same punchline. That yeah. absolutely killed me. <laughs> yeah, I do love, and it was funny because we were we talked about it a little bit earlier. Like the sort of cringiness of the the contest, the one night stand with Al. 
that comes back in this a little bit, but he's he does do the like he literally does the one night stand joke and picks a winner and names her by name, Trixie Hazy, um, mm. who he says is the winner of the contest, who's going to come over and again in a in a uh, in a currently problematic turn of phrase says that they're going to drink blueberry daiquiris and then see what happens, yeah. which is pretty tough. Pretty tough, but I also like the bit that he draws one name first and goes. Uh, I love nah. he, he pokes it name. He's like, and the winner is, nah, <laughs> throws it away, <laughs> and then picks another. Well, I think too, like I mean, the 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 angle that he's going with probably, I would say, if he were to defend himself in the eighties, being like, what's funny yeah. about this is I'm a loser, and yes. so yes. I like yes. I I suck and I'm lame, and so yeah. what's funny about this is like this would you know. Totally, never and, happen. and and he is doing a parody of a thing that MTV used to do constantly back then. These types of contests and giveaways right. with kind of bizarre prizes. And, I think we've uh, talked about the Little Pink Houses one, which is my we have absolute about the favorite Pink Houses one. thing. Yeah, are you familiar with the Pink no, Houses? Not at giveaway? all. What is that? Yeah, it's our little dream house, the MTV Party House. You win it, you own it. Like it or not, it's smack in the middle of the heartland. Bloomington, Indiana, hometown of John Cougar Mellencamp. And oh yeah, you have the painted pink. Little pink house, You can be the grand prize winner and proud owner of the world's first rock and roll estate. And we'll even throw in a housewarming party. Just call up 25 of the wrong people and we'll fly everybody in for the weekend. John Cougar Mellencamp is your barbecue chairman. And later that night... The house band's gonna be me and I'm gonna be playing right in your brand new living room. Even later, there's a private screening of Universal's new movie, Streaks of Fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. It was insane. (laughs) It was... the tax implications alone are staggering. Like, it's like, it's, what yeah, a nightmare a contest to win. No, no, no. Yeah. It's like a, it's a huge burden to win this contest. <laughs> um, so, I, so I get, I really think, like you said, it's two things. I think he's making fun of the whole idea of it and right. the fact that he's the dorky guy. And it's like, you win a weekend with me. Like, that's right. the joke. And I, I, I totally get that that's the joke. It's just some of the phrasing that he uses is just like, Correct. in a million years, yeah. no one would say it that way now. It's totally. too, a little too far. The other thing that's kind of crazy to think about is that this one is September 3rd, 1984, right? So we're looking six-ish months since the first LTV. There are so many callbacks to a thing that happened six months ago that is like really putting a lot of hope and faith that his audience loyally remembered these previous bits. It's interesting because this also was like... It's you're counting on people to remember the bits, but also it kind of works because this is a time period. I mean, as evidenced by this video quality, no one really was thinking about people watching this again. It was right. a one shot deal. He he did this and it was over. Like there was no re airing Al TV. Like he never thought it was going to be archived and revisited. This was like, oh, that went pretty well. Let's do it again and hitting those same marks again. It's like how many people are going to watch it twice? If they watch it twice, they're going to get the callback. If they don't, the joke worked the first time. It'll work again the second time. Right. That's, yeah. yeah. That's how it felt to me where he was like, I don't know. Or my thought was like, if they greenlit it for like, you'll do April Fool's Day because we're yeah. a new network. We're trying shit out. If we're not playing you, we're playing music videos. And that's about it right now. If they were like, oh, that was fun. We have some more space in September. We'll just give you another one. And then yeah. he, they kept kind of doing that. That's kind of how it felt to me. Where it's like, well, this is pretty low res. There's not a lot of stuff for us to do. We don't really have to, you know, he has his thing and he'll go write an hour and fill an hour. And that's what they, that's something I miss. I miss kinds of shows like this where 
people fill an hour. I guess they're podcasts now, to be honest. But like, it's, yeah, kind of true. Just being on TV and just being like, well, we're here and we have an hour yeah. and we're doing this. Like, I miss <laughs> We've that got an hour. What are we going to do? What should we do? Yeah, I totally right? agree with you. Totally I love the pace of those kinds of shows. It was so comforting to watch those. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see if the, there was never a consistent date. Because like April really? 1st makes the most sense. Here's the yeah. weirdest one. Well, not the weirdest one, but the most on the nose one beyond April 1st is Al TV 5 was aired on April 20th, 1988, which I mean, was 420 a thing in 1988 to the oh, point man. that they're like, like, this is what those stoners are going to be watching at midnight on. That's yeah. a great question, Matt. I have no <laughs> like, idea. The so origins of 420, I don't know. Um, yeah, but there's because wow. I was like, maybe like September. Th- I don't know what September 3rd's importance was for it and i was like maybe is when's al's birthday like i was like trying to figure out anything to explain it but even i'm i'm looking at this episode list right now too on wikipedia like ltv won this april 1st 1984 four hours so we're watching like one hour of it i didn't realize he was doing four hours and then four hours and then four like he the first three episodes Four uh, hours. Or four hours of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wonder, uh, whoever cut these together presumably tried to get as much of the actual meat of what he was doing. Right. Because there were probably was huge sections where they just showed videos Music and cut videos, to commercials right, and right. stuff. And then he right. would come back as like a VJ. Like, who, like, right. there probably is some stuff that's missing here, but I'm sure whoever did it was like trying to grab anything that was like of enough value. Totally. Um, yeah, That's yeah. Fascinating. Another thing from episode two that I had forgotten about, I just saw in my notes. Is I like the recurring bit about the solar-powered gadgets that you wear on your head. Dude, I the love blender that. commercial, the, the infomercial, me. the solar solar-powered helmet, and then the solar-powered blender, the deprivation tank helmet, the solar-powered <laughs> sensory deprivation <laughs> tank. But my favorite thing about each one is at the end is like it's great. It does everything you need, and it won't make you look like a jerk. <laughs> every single one ends with that like or it's you won't look like a jerk wearing it like just that is the final selling point every time that came up i laughed again so good i do so want to call out uh the adam Ant interview there was one line that i mean most of it got a pretty good chuckle out of me but when he says adam can you tell me what time it is he just goes i think it's the 80s <laughs> and I, was yeah. like, <laughs> I love yeah, that, that and that's good. like where you're that like that's what i come to remember the interviews yeah. to be is the most absurd answer to a simple question using those interview clips yeah, it's so good. oh th- this is also something i noticed that i i am embarrassed because i should know this and i don't they show in this snippet the very end of the music video for the song Ghostbusters. Yes. And Al is in it. Is Al actually in the Ghostbusters no. video? No. Okay. That, I, I honestly wrote, couldn't I was, tell because it seemed yeah. like at the end they were it like it seemed like at the end they were cutting just to random people like singing Ghostbusters. And for a moment I was like, I could believe that they put Al in this video as an actual cameo. He makes the joke of like, oh, that's a great video. I especially love the cameos. And I couldn't tell if it was just a joke for the show or if he actually was in that video. Yeah, no. It's so the joke there, which I think is kind of an underwhelming joke because it it was too long. I think yeah. he probably legitimately played the music video Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because throughout the video, every time they yell Ghostbusters, they would cut to a different like SNL alum yelling sure. Ghostbusters. Yelling Ghostbusters. But it looks like he just added himself to every single one of those <laughs> in place of their caveats. Right, right, right. And in my mind, I'm almost like, but it 
just based on how this video was edited. So I could be wrong. Yeah. He could have done it throughout the entire video, which if that's the case, it's hilarious. The way that this is I edited, it feels like that. it's I wish that existed, just, yeah. Yeah, like it looks like it's just added to the end, which it's like you either do it once or you do it the whole time. But like yeah. just doing it a couple times at the end doesn't really hit correctly <laughs> yeah, to me, yeah, but yeah. not my it's favorite interesting. Of, of the joke. It's even interesting to think about, like, I feel like nowadays, if anyone was like, oh, I have this funny bit where I'm going to put myself into your music, like, I don't think you'd be allowed to do that. <laughs> I feel like MTV now would be like, you you can't change the music video for Ghostbusters and insert yourself into it as a joke. We're going to get sued completely. Well, like, we'll, there's no way. No we'll way. get to it, but I distinctly remember the Bad Hair Day one specifically. Um, all of the bumpers throughout that entire Al TV special is just the snippet of the alternative polka with the actual music video playing over top of it. So it'd be like bullet with a butterfly wing just wow. sped up enough so that Billy Corgan's lips matched Al singing the, despite all yeah, my rage. Yeah, like, yeah. like that was, so I know that he did continue to like fuck around with the music videos for the bumpers and stuff, but yeah. And I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe it still would be fine. I, I just feel like I never see people do that. Nowadays, well, I, I never see like people make music videos anymore. This was a very like anymore, wild so west scenario. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, whole idea of this at all is so so like uh, archaic now. But yeah, um, yeah, him being allowed to like change the audio or video <laughs> to a music mm -hmm. video, even presenting like the state of shock video is like, oh, here we have the new video. Like it's obviously a joke, but truly, it, they tried to show it as if it was completely real. I was like, wow, I I don't know. It just feels like uh, nobody was asking for permission for anything. In the process no. of making this, I'm like, let's just do it and see what happens. Well, this continues um, our theory yeah. that the first like two or three years of Weird Al, he is more punk rock than anybody playing at CBGBs. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, because it, it's just like him him shitting on it. it it's like yeah. to me, it's like it's the lens of like uh, you doing this thing makes you cool, but me doing this makes that thing lame, and I just ruined your thing. Like, I think that's like a thing he does yeah. where it's like, and I think it's fun and it's hilarious where he's like, this thing that everyone's obsessed with, I just made it dorky. And I think that's why I resonate with it so much where it's like he reclaims these cool things and he yeah. makes you feel like, I don't know. He just like pokes fun at something that you didn't think you could. Like, it's, yeah, I, it, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah totally, no, totally. you're right. It, it's like the taking the piss out of it element yeah. of like, yeah. it's, it's, so whenever I think of like punk, the idea of punk and the ethos of punk, like the example I always use is like, you know, the, Hey, one hit wonder fun fact. Did you know like Chumbawamba is the most punk ass band that's ever existed? <laughs> and people are like the, I get knocked down and I get up again, band. And it's like, yeah, those dudes were like hardcore anarchistic punks who like when GM paid them $2 million to use one of their songs in a in a car commercial, they then reallocated the two million dollars to a nonprofit to do a full examination on the business practices of GM. Like <laughs> that is like that is like the most punk thing I could possibly imagine. That's cool as hell. Is using a company's yeah. money that they paid you to fuck over that company. Like that that's is badass. awesome. Big but time. like that's kind of what Al's doing here is that MTV's like, hey, this Eat It video is doing really well. Do you want to host the thing on April Fool's Day? And he's like, I hope you understand. I'm going to spend four hours mocking what your channel stands <laughs> for. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I love that bit too with the 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 Paul is dead, where it was like it was oh Paul God. Simon and not Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, when he holds up the Abbey uh, Road record and it's the shittiest (laughs) taping of Paul Simon's head over Paul McCartney's face. (laughs) I loved that. It was so funny. He also. And I didn't know that that conspiracy theory was that old either. I didn't know that that had that as. Oh yeah, that goes back a long, long time. Oh, that was crazy. As the Beatles were a band, I'm pretty sure the Paul is Dead theory. I think it goes back that far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's crazy. Yeah. uh, That. Is like I think that's the end of episode one, and the I love it's just like a dumb little joke, but I love at the end of that he's like, so on that note, rest in peace, Paul Simon, and I just know that wherever you are right now, you're probably watching Al TV. (laughs) 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 That's again like such a great joke, just a perfect joke. Excellent. I love that. It's so good. Uh, (laughs) These were great. I'm excited to watch more of these uh, in the coming episodes. Uh, next week, we will be officially kicking off the Dare to be Stupid tracks to discuss. But Patrick, you will certainly be back on the show in the future. But Please. in the meantime, where can people check out some of not just your comedy, but I mean, Smosh is massive. It's like it's pretty large. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Heck yeah. You can go. You can go to. Um, uh, you can go to YouTube. All of our stuff is on Smosh. I'm like the. Um, uh, like the creative director of Sketch over there right now. So if you go to our main channel, there's a lot of videos I'm in on that as well. Um, and then some other stuff that I do, I have an improvised like Hollywood roundtable podcast called Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. Uh, and we just pick like a different topic every week and, and bullshit for an hour as agents or Foley artists or uh, Guy Fieri's location scouts or whatever <laughs> um uh, you can check that out uh, i have a podcast called the parrot head podcast and i'm on radio margaritaville uh, talking about jimmy buffett all the time and my instagram is patrick 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 that's four patrick's and then twitter Ooh. on patrick mcdonald the zero instead of an o and that's it <laughs> i do have to ask uh favorite favorite uh jimmy buffett song Oh boy! I think first of all, I want to say there's a lot of similarities between Weird Al and Jimmy Buffett because I agree. Jimmy's trying to be funny a Very lot of the time, so. and it and I respect that a lot out of him. Um, I, I, would I say, actually respect that Jimmy jumps from being really, really funny to like some of his songs are heartbreakingly beautiful yeah, at the same they're time. Like very sincere. He's very <laughs> yeah. heartfelt, very thoughtful guy. I would say my favorite uh, Jimmy Buffett song is probably like from the big ones, like "Son of a Son of a Sailor," and then there's a deeper cut called "12 Volt Man" that I love, which is very okay. sweet and thoughtful. Ooh, I love "Son of a Son of a Sailor." I don't know "12 Volt Man." I'm gonna look that up. It's really good. He he actually made an acoustic uh, album last year during the pandemic where he just played a lot of his deep cuts on a guitar and like stripped it all down, and it's really good. So yeah. it's called "Songs You Don't Know by Heart." So if you want, oh, I love that. that. That's, That's nice. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I also. I don't know what it is. I don't like the ocean. I hate the ocean, to be honest. <laughs> but for some reason, a pirate turns forty. Like, oh yeah, gets me every time. It's like great. every time I hear that song, I get choked up. It's a beautiful. I mean, I song. think it's he's not trying to take himself too seriously. He's also just kind of like, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. And uh, you know, yeah. everyone that says like I hate Jimmy Buffett, I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, no, that song that you. you know by heart record yeah. is like one of the most perfect, great, greatest hits records. Like, oh my if, god, it's incredible. If you don't yeah. walk away from that at least a little bit of a fan then yeah you're probably never gonna oh, yeah. like him but i know yeah and he released <laughs> yeah. his greatest hits album 30 years ago that's insane to me like it's like <laughs> yeah that is that did. is very impressive yeah. it's nuts uh well thank you so much for joining us patrick yes and thank you guys we'll be back to our rankings starting next week kicking off dare to be stupid could it be our favorite Ooh. album well we'll find out in three or four years time i guess oh my god yeah <laughs>
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 